Good morning, friends and foes. This is Back of the Cereal Box. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pika. You can call me Johnny. This episode is brought to you by Hitchhiker Toys. Visit them at hitchhikertoys.com. And on this episode, I'm going to share my initial reactions of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+, and we will do that right after this. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean. Helmets Presley, yeah, he's still the king. Some things are only imitatable. You can't be that original. Welcome back to the Virtual Rec Room. This is Back of the Cereal Box. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pika. You can call me Johnny. And we are called Back of the Cereal Box because I am of an age that we did not have iPhones or iPads at the breakfast table on Saturday mornings in between cartoons and comics and board games and kung fu movies and kaiju. We were reading the back of the cereal box. That was our newspaper. That was our world. And that introduced us to the pop culture that we celebrate today. And that's what this show is all about, is celebrating The fun of the Saturday mornings of our youth while surviving adulthood today. And for me, a huge part of the Saturday experience is Star Wars and Star Wars movies. 45 years ago this week, May 25th, 1977, on a Friday night, I went with Jimmy Pepper, my best friend at the time, to see a movie I hadn't heard of called Star Wars. I remember what we ate, what we ate for dinner, what I was wearing, and I remember when Darth Vader stepped through that doorway, I pointed at the screen and said, "I want to do that." I was enraptured. I was I was just captivated. And I became a Star Wars freakosaurus from that moment on. It became oxygen. And that movie and the subsequent movies, the entire saga, has informed my entire career. I remember getting up the next morning, having Kellogg's Sugar Pop cereal and uh, uh, scrambled eggs. And all we could talk about was Star Wars. What we had seen, what we thought, how excited we were. And later that afternoon, we went back to the matinee showing and saw it all over again. So for me, the Saturday experience is synonymous with Star Wars. And that's why we talk about Star Wars movies, Star Wars comics and cartoons, and the entire Star Wars saga on this show. So fast forward to today, May 27th, 2022. I just watched the debut episodes, part one and two, of the new K-9 
Kenobi Disney Plus series. This series is set during the 20-year period between Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, and Episode 4, A New Hope. This is a time when Vader is hunting down the Jedi with the help of the Inquisitors. And those of us who watched the Rebels animated series, we've already been introduced to the Inquisitors. And so this takes place maybe 10 years, five, six years before the events of the Rebels animated series. Obi-Wan is hiding out on Tatooine. He is keeping his word to Yoda to watch over Luke Skywalker. We see a scene where he's actually, you know, watching him. And the Inquisitors are desperately trying to find him. And they've been desperately trying to find him for 10 years. That's the premise. Now, I'm not going to spoil it just yet. If I have any spoilers, I'll say spoiler warning. And I don't think this is a spoiler warning that there is one Inquisitor who is more ambitious than the others. She wants to please her master, Lord Vader, Darth Vader, the Dark Lord of the Sith. And to to flush Obi-Wan Kenobi out, there's a kidnapping. And... The father of the kidnapped child comes to old Ben, Ben Kenobi, Obi-Wan, for help. That's all I'm going to tell you. That's the premise of the first two parts of this show. It was very Star Wars. It was very Lucasian. We had that used universe. But here's one of the things I love when they do this in the Star Wars universe. When they show us the culture of the different planets. And we see Tatooine. We see some of the culture. We see a new planet whose name escapes me at the moment. But it's very much like um, Coruscant or, or the, the, the back alleyways of Coruscant. It's got this very cyberpunk feeling to it, this very used universe where we've got this blend of the the traditional, you know, Star Wars that fans remember from episodes four, five, and six. We see a blend of styles from episodes one, two, and three, and I love that they brought in some of the brighter elements that you're going to see later on after episode six in The Mandalorian and especially the book of Boba Fett. We see a real mashup of all of the styles in these two episodes, and I love that. I love that we are seeing the Dark Force users, the Inquisitors, at the height of their power, and I love that Obi-Wan... He's very much like Luke was in The Last Jedi. We really feel this sense of hopelessness. And this show starts off slow, I'm going to tell you that. It shows the monotony of Kenobi's life now that he's assumed this role and what has happened 
to him 10 years later. And there's this, uh, this feeling like, okay, when are we going to see something happen? And that's intentional. They, they want you to feel the desperation of the galaxy. And they're going to do that through this monotonous repetition in the first episode. Once we get to the end of episode one, it's on, baby. And it is trucking along. I I don't know how I feel about this show. It is no secret to our viewers and listeners that I have never been a fan of the character of Obi-Wan. I feel like he was manipulative. I feel like he was dishonest. And I feel like he used the people around him, not for ambition per se, but to... To fulfill what he believed was the will of the unifying force. And he really, in my opinion, abandoned the teachings of Qui-Gon, who believed in the living force. And he more embraced the teachings of Mace Windu. But to that end, I always felt like Obi-Wan was very manipulative. He was a little bit of a douchebag. He manipulated Anakin. And in A New Hope, episode four, he definitely manipulated Luke. And in this story, he um, he doesn't want to be involved. He doesn't want to expose himself. He doesn't want to fight anymore. He feels like they've lost. And you feel that desperation and that depression. And now he's helping a kidnapped child and... She says, the more you don't say, the more you reveal. Meaning that she can't trust him. She feels like he's being dishonest and manipulating her. And that is very true to the character of Obi-Wan, in my opinion. So going into this, I'm not super excited. I'm not a fan of Obi-Wan, but I'm going to stick it out because... I want to see more of the dark times. I'm fascinated with this era. I will give you this one little Easter egg. I think, spoiler alert, I think in episode two, we may have seen Captain Rex from the Clone Wars. And I'm not sure if that was Tamora Morrison or not. I'm going to have to go back and watch the credits. If you're listening and you watched it, Uh, feel free to uh, send us a note or send us a voice message and let us know. I'd love to know what you think about Obi-Wan. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch the episodes again tonight. And I'm going to absorb it. And I'm going to withhold my judgment until the end of the series. I will tell you that the budget on this is, is apparently large it is it is apparent when you watch it it looks like the big budget star wars films it's uh it's got a nice pace it's got a great feeling it is star wars and ewan mcgregor returning as obi-wan he does a great job in acting we see the character ticks coming back 
Everything about this I really love. Um, Jimmy Smits is back as Bail Organa. And I hope that we're going to see some other familiar characters reprise their roles. I know that Hayden Christensen is on board to return as Anakin slash Darth Vader. And we will have to wait and see. Speaking of voice messages, we got a voice message this week from one of our listeners commenting on last week's episode about Captain Carter and the future of the MCU. And so let's play that right now. Hey, John. This is me, Jordan. Uh, I just found out about your podcast. and I'm a big fan. And uh, after uh, listening to um, the Captain Carter topic that you were that you were talking about, um, I was listening to what you were saying about what you would want for her in a live action project, which was the uh, Exiles, which we saw from the comic. Um, personally, I think for me, um, I would rather see her in her solo live action project, where she's not where she's not wearing the actual Captain America suit and the shield, but she has the Union Jack suit and the shield. And we get to see a few characters here and there. Um, and I believe that it could go more to detail and more fleshed out than we did see her in What If, which I thought was solid. So that was my idea to give. Thank you, Jordan, for that voice message. And I understand where you misunderstood me. I did not suggest that the Captain Carter we're going to get is going to be the Captain America Captain Carter. It will be the Captain Britain Captain Carter that we saw in What If and Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. My point was that they could introduce the Exiles team joining our Captain Carter in this Disney Plus series. If it is a Disney Plus series, we'll have to wait and see. That's it for this show. My thoughts on Kenobi. If you want to send us a voicemail like Jordan did, you can visit our website at backofthecerialbox.fun. Click the voice message icon, or if you're listening on Anchor, you can click the link right in the show notes. You can send us an email. Go old school at serialboxpodcast at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook or Instagram, back of the cereal box. Just uh, look for us on those platforms and connect with us there. Let us know what you think about my initial reactions of Kenobi. What do you think? What were your first initial reactions? And we'd love to hear from you. If you love our programming, consider donating with a donation at buymeacoffee.com slash CerealBoxPod. If you hate our shows, donate even more generously so that we can improve them for you and make your adventure more enjoyable. That's it for me, guys. Appreciate you guys listening and hanging out with me for a little bit. Until the next time, tell two, three hundred of your closest friends and family to come share the fun. And until the next time, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box.